When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As we uh, continue to enjoy all the uh, chaos in L.A. uh, City Council politics, the big uh, fight over the weekend between uh, Kevin DeLeon and some uh, idiot uh, protester. Uh, A guy got uh, shoved into a table. Jason Reedy. After he and uh, DeLeon literally butted heads. And then, of course, there were all kinds of flare-ups at Tracy Park swearing in. Uh, Five protesters popping up, screaming about all kinds of nonsense. And then, today, the first day of Karen Bass's term and her emergency declaration. uh, The first day of all the new councilmen's terms. We finally heard about Gil Cedillo's goodbye. Gil Cedillo was one of the council people who was uh, ensnared in that tape recording from over a year ago where Nuri Martinez was disparaging various ethnic groups. She resigned. He refused. De Leon refused. But Cedillo's term was up anyway because he lost the primary in June. Uh, Steve Gregory is on the Cedillo case. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Yep. Uh, it uh, took a little wrangling, but I did get the original statement because uh, Sadio no longer has a city council staff. As of 12.01 this morning, he's no longer a council member. Mm, guy has to make his own coffee? Uh, apparently so. So he had a, he has got a personal, like a, a personal spokesperson, a personal assistant or someone working for him. But uh, there were some excerpts that had been floating around today about his uh, sort of his statement, because he's been under the radar. He made a brief statement after this audio was leaked back in October in which he said he was taking time to reflect for personal reflection. Hmm. And then we haven't heard <laughs> from him. I'm going to do that. Um, 
Well, don't you do that every day? No, not yeah. enough. No. <laughs> Maybe two or three minutes. If only the... he did reflect ever. I, I should reflect. It's that. usually during the second break. I should reflect and <laughs> repent, and I don't do enough of that either. <laughs> so um, I got a hold of the original. It's more than 1,000 words, and uh, it starts, the first paragraph reads, Most people find the subject of redrawing political boundaries based on census data as boring as watching paint dry. In Los Angeles, though, a year-old illegally recorded conversation about the subject touched off a political firestorm. And that's how it starts. So he's talking about, um, you know, he kind of recounts the issue with uh, Nuri Martinez, Kevin DeLeon, and labor leader Ron Herrera, uh, where, how they were speaking frankly about the districts based on the 2020 census and how they could best represent the city's evolving ethnic balance. Um, and he, what he's basically doing is recounting those events. And then he gets into this, it sort of twists a bit, and he says, no one denies that the conversation crossed the line at several points, and I deeply regret not speaking up when I did. Overlooked in the furor of the, of the furor, rather, of the, in the statements is that we are doing our jobs. We were doing our jobs. Census-based redistricting as mandated in the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. So they were, he said, despite the words that were said, they were doing their job. That mission was especially difficult this cycle because former President Donald Trump and his lackeys. <laughs> that was Trump's fault. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> intentionally intimidated immigrants so they would not fill out their census questionnaires. <laughs> my, oh, I see. my former council district lost untold thousands of residents, and I have yet to see the media outrage for that crime against our Latino communities. <laughs> There you go. Defending uh, illegal aliens right to the bitter end. Since that conversation, the redistricting process has played out and new council districts were set. Did Latinos get a fair share of representation based on the percentage of our population? No, we didn't. Census data reflects that Latino and Asian populations increased more than the black population, which kept pace with the city's 3% growth. And I'm, I'm skipping over. I, I, too, am just taking excerpts here because some of it just repeats other stuff. Soon after incendiary, incendiary snippets of the audio were released, there were calls from across the country for all of us to step down. Martinez resigned from the council and Herrera stepped down at the Labor Federation. De Leon has two years remaining in his term and has vowed to stay. I refused to resign before my term ended. That's not who I am, and I did nothing that warranted it. My life's work has been about fighting relentlessly for those who do not have a voice, regardless of their ethnic background. Then he goes on to talk about his family, his past, his, you know, his basically his curricula vitae. He goes through all of that. And then at the last page, he starts, I publicly apologized for not cutting off my colleagues when their comments crossed the line, but to resign for staying silent with no look at who said what in that room and ignoring the totality of my work in history, that is unacceptable. This isn't how the media covers other racially insensitive conversations. For example... The week before news of this year-old conversation broke, then-candidate for mayor Karen Bass made some regrettable comments in a debate. Bass apologized, and the public, including myself, accepted her explanation. And San Francisco Mayor London Breed, also a black woman, has a history of outlandish remarks about Latinos and Asians who clearly are not being held to the same standards. Oh, good he's one. right on that. Yeah, he's taking a shot he's there. He's right. The, the media allows and excuses statements by black politicians and they don't give the same kind of uh, uh, accounting to uh, white and Hispanic politicians. He goes on, my critics' warped zealotry isn't a sign of a growing movement for racial justice. It's a glaring problem. And then he goes on to talk about an issue with Trevor Noah. 
from the, the late show, um, when he came to the defense of singer-songwriter Lizzo, who used the term spaz out in mm-hmm. a song, which I guess offended um, those in the uh, disabled people community. And Trevor Noah said, well, where people have gotten used to parading us the most virtuous and righteous person, um, they've gotten to the point where they make it seem like language has no nuance or context and want to imply that people have some sort of intention even when there isn't. So basically saying uh, the woke stuff is out of control. Yeah. Okay, so then he closes. um, For all my critics' calls for me to do the right thing, in quotes, I say unequivocally that not resigning was the right thing. We hold elections to decide who shall hold office. We also have courts to decide if an official should be removed between elections, but no one believes I broke any laws. There's no doubt, however, that recording someone without their consent is illegal. And then he goes on a couple of, oh, no, this is it. This is the final one. He said, this modern version of McCarthyism is a danger to democracy, not a defense. It's cancel culture at its worst. And this kid from Boyle Heights never resigned. There you go. Well, I've never agreed with Gil City Elmore. So anyway, that's, and that's what you have to do to end this, because uh, it is it is like the McCarthyism in the fifties, and uh, you, if you if you you speak out of line in the slightest way, despite the context or the intent or the rest of the history of your life, uh, they they want to crush you. And 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 like look what they're doing to De Leon. If they if they don't get you intimidated, they'll try to physically uh, uh, hurt you. And uh, if you don't stop this movement, they'll come to your house and drag you out into the street until you do what they say. Well, I already had the conspiracy theorists reaching out to me over the weekend saying that that was staged. The De Leon thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to solicit uh, to solicit some sort of sympathy, but uh, I don't. There's no evidence of that. No, I but mean, and this well, guy, and confr- this, they confronted each other before. So I was going to say not... this guy is is a permanent fixture at city council meetings. Yeah. Oh, he is. And then did you guys talk about the Kretz thing? The story I did on Friday. The about the fu. Yeah, he dropped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we just played. What, it what, 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 oh. what the hell has everybody lost their mind over there? Oh, here's the thing. Isn't it kind of interesting how all of a sudden? You know they're they're all righteous and they're all going to push back and yeah and and you know the whole time they just kind of go along get along then in their true moments of despair oh they were happy with cancel culture until it came yeah, for them until it came for them that's why you have to fight it even if it's people you know, I don't like De Leonis Cedillo but this cancel culture thing is going to get everybody and I'm trying to figure out whether or not and I'm not done many stories on it but I'm trying to figure out whether or not that uh, if the people in someone's constituency is okay with their representative, should that be enough? Yeah, I think it's, it's their call. But people outside the constituency that think that it was a larger and more broader hey, problem. Everybody wants to be king of the world, don't they? Yeah. And wants Not everyone me. else to bend. Not me. Ooh, you look you like you'd be a king, like a king from the 1700s. 1700s? <laughs> yes, yes. First of all, I'm too fat. Now I'm too well, old. Yes. No, that's what I mean. You know the big kings? The big kings? The big kings. Now, if you could see how, how he motioned that, how he visualized the big kings. The kings who enjoy their meals because yeah. they have a large staff. Steve on the throne. Yes. Well, that just happened 10 minutes ago. Oh, geez. Okay, guys. That later. Yeah, thank you very much, Steve Gregory. Yeah, covering the release of a rather lengthy statement from former Los Angeles City Council member Gil Cedillo. He was beaten in an election back in June. And then, of course, the leaked audio came out. He was one of the three council members on the audio. He had never really said anything. 
Uh, but he was not going to resign, and he explained why he did not resign, and now he's retired. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, it's a story that America really hasn't completely awoken to, but, of course, we've reported on our overrun U.S. border. Since Joe Biden became president, the numbers are unbelievable, the number of migrants entering the United States. And apparently there were reports that down in El Paso, Texas, a record-setting large group of more than 1,000 migrants crossed the border overnight from Mexico. No one can recall that many coming at one time. And I guess this was one of these organized protests. It was a huge migrant, migrant caravan, <clears throat> the single largest group ever seen in the United States. The city of El Paso reports that Border Patrol now has over 5,000 people in custody, but has released hundreds to city streets. There's only so much room that they're going to have in El Paso to house, to house or detain people. They have to let some of them go. The Homeland Security Director Alejandro Mayorkas is supposed to visit El Paso this week. Now, in a related story to this, we've been talking a lot today about outgoing politicians. This has been going on some time, but it's, uh, well, it's getting rather, I mean, I'm looking at the picture of it. It's really unbelievable the Arizona governor, the Republican, he's leaving office, his name is Doug Ducey, has been piling up shipping containers uh, to form a border wall on the frontier with Mexico in Cochise County, Arizona. I don't know, John, if you saw the picture in the... Yes, uh, I did. Uh, in The Guardian, it is. <laughs> it does look like a wall. It's like they just piled up in shipping containers. Apparently, they're putting razor wire around them. And it looks like it goes on for a good mile there. This is part of the wall that uh, Trump was never able to complete. Shipping containers of- seem to be the new uh, construction trend. Because remember the stadiums the, for, the, for the soccer games in Qatar were made out of shipping containers. And I thought they wanted to use shipping containers to house the homeless or build homeless <laughs> housing or something like that, too. There seems to be a lot of empty shipping containers out there. Well, you know why? Because we get all our stuff from foreign countries. Oh, it has to be shipped here. Uh, these rusting hulks topped with razor wire and bits of metal jammed into the gaps. They stretch more than three miles through Coronado National Forest. This is south of Tucson. The governor wants to extend that up to 10 miles. The federal government has been saying, please take these down. Um, this is not your land. Supposedly this is federal land maintained by the U.S. Forest Service. You know, it is It is a a beautiful wall because it's multicolored. You know how the shipping containers are different colors. Yes, you get a you get a. It almost looks like a train on a track. Right. Yeah. Then you flip down. You see the up close picture, and you can see the shipping containers kind of stacked there. And while there's a gap between one, they blocked it with uh, but they're other yellow, pieces of metal, yellow yeah. and red and blue. It's uh, it's colorful. Yeah, it's nice looking. He issued an executive order in August to erect old shipping containers near Yuma. And 11 days later, workers installed 130 of them, described as 22-foot-high, double-stacked, state-owned, 8,800-pound, 9-by-40-feet containers linked together and welded shut. Then Ducey filed a lawsuit in which he claimed that the federal land along the border, known as the Roosevelt Reservation, actually belongs to the state, not the U.S. government. And Arizona has a constitutional right to protect itself from what he did call an invasion. Yeah, you can you can build a wall on state-owned land. 
Right. There's nothing illegal about that. Yeah. But they are going to have a new Democrat governor in Arizona. So is she going to have that torn down? I'm, that's what everyone thinks is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> She's going to have it torn down to let him in. Yeah, they... Uh, oh, that's just... Uh, <laughs> that's just so awful. I, I mean, I, you know, they can't even be swayed by, by problems with the, uh, with the meth... And the fentanyl coming in. You think that would get to them, right? Because that's killing so many, so many uh, teenagers. Yeah, there's, there's nothing that's waking people up. No, there's just, nothing. Uh, migrants are overwhelming these cities, but because nobody, most people don't live in El Paso and some of these other border, border cities getting hit really hard by this, uh, pe- people just kind of shrug, you know? No. They said, well, there's always migrants coming over the border. There's never been numbers like oh, these. Well, because much of the media doesn't cover it. If most yeah. of the media covered it, Fox is the only one that does. The New York Post does. The, the Daily Mail. No, nobody else does. But it, it's, 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 it's millions. It's a couple of millions since Biden took over. Yeah. And they, had, they, they go places. It's a lot of kids. The kids are in the school system. Some of the school systems in the cities get overwhelmed. You have, you have dozens of kids who can't speak English now. But nobody, nobody covers it. Nobody talks about it. There's no discussion as to the consequences of having this open border situation. No discussion how much money all this is going to cost taxpayers. Yeah, it's just a belief among many that uh, the U.S. owes this to the world. Let everybody in. That right. Needs, uh... these, these are the communists. These are the people who believe that we should not have control, with, that America should not be a sovereign nation. Our existence is immoral is illegal. We shouldn't exist because of what we did to take over the land. We took it away from the Native Americans. We killed them all. We're a racist, sexist, misogynist, xenophobic, homophobic, the whole bit, right? So we, we, don't, des- we don't deserve to live is what they're saying. So they're trying all these insidious ways to hollow us out from the inside. And meanwhile, there's another one of these stories that Mexico is seeing an unbelievable level of violence. I remember talking about this a couple of years ago. There's been more than 26,000 murders this year. The president of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, known as AMLO, had promised that he was not going to use the military to control the crime. Uh, This is, of course, a lot of it to do with the cartels, but uh, he's doing that anyway. And there are many conflicts between the two, the military and the cartels. It's resulting in an unbelievable amount of violence in that country. Uh, well, he's got one, he's... one Mexican state. A judge was shot dead. Cars were set on fire. Roads were blocked off. Inmates at a, at a prison tried to escape. It was crazy a couple of weekends ago. He's got a civil war on his hands. And uh, the drug cartels have the upper hand. They've got more firepower. They've got more soldiers. And they're able to infiltrate government and the military and local law enforcement by bribing everybody. They're, they're a better run organization than the Mexican government is. And so they're winning. They Between make huge... 2015 and 2021, the number of murders in the state increased by a staggering 400%. This is a Zacatecas state. That's apparently where some of the worst organized crime groups are competing in the region 
to have control of uh, you know, the and, trade, the drugs and such. And, and since fentanyl and uh, meth are, are making them huge profits, the costs of manufacturing are much lower, they're getting even more billions of dollars now than they ever have with much less work, much less expense. This is, this is the golden age for the drug cartels. They got two drugs that cost them almost nothing to make. They can make huge quantities of them, and they can sell them for a lot of money. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Well, as Tony Villar would say, can you feel it? The new mayor has declared a state of emergency on homelessness during her first day in office today. Mm. She even went to the emergency center to do it. All right. So they're in the emergency center, and they're in a state of emergency. Yes. And? Well, we'll find out. Blake Trolley, KFI News, has covered the event. We'll see what changes have already occurred in the city in the hours since this happened today. We've uh, we've been on for an hour and a half, and there's no word. That's we've no had word. No word of any uh, emergency actions being taken. But there is Not a declaration. Yet. There is. It's an official document saying we have an emergency in Los Angeles with homelessness. So stand by. Mm-hmm. It could happen any minute. We'll bring you the breaking news if homelessness is over. <laughs> now we move to the world of. When animals attack. Coyotes and mountain lions have been in the news now for a couple of weeks, as Deborah Mark well knows. The breaking news this afternoon is that they have captured P-22. P-22 is the celebrity mountain lion. Griffith Park is where it was hanging out. But apparently it's had a penchant lately for attacking little chihuahuas. It killed the leashed chihuahua and attacked another dog in recent weeks. So Department of Fish and Wildlife said, well, we've got to bring P-22 in and see what's going on with it. And it was captured in the backyard of a home in Los Feliz this morning. What happens next? A re-education camp? I don't know. (laughs) They're going to evaluate him. Yeah, we don't know what that means. He's going to be sent in for sensitivity training. Yes. To understand, uh, to empathize with uh, the Chihuahuas who are living in fear. Of being consumed. It's it's a cute mountain lion. There's a picture of it here. They've uh, they should uh, leave sedated him alone. it. It's just kind of lying there on a tarp. Leave him alone. He's done nothing. But but have dinner. Exactly. Oh. And he just might be sick, so maybe he needs some medicine get and he'll your, be all better. Get your silly little dogs off the street. Don't tempt him. Don't bait him. Well, then how are we? Well, we have to walk our dogs. Oh, I got to you finally. (laughs) I thought I was on your side defending the mountain lion. Well, you, yes, but we do have to walk our dogs. But I'm not saying that they should kill P22. This is our famous, this is our famous mountain lion. I don't don't think they're going to kill P22. Yeah, you guys were saying that last week. Oh, I think you have to kill P22, but they're not going to do that. Probably not. And the mountain lion is higher up on the hierarchy than 
these other creatures we're talking about, like coyotes. Was he the guy in my neighborhood? No. P-22's Griffith Park area, Los Feliz. No, no, no. I don't know who your guy is. I think your guy was one that was not tagged, was it? Did they capture that one? Uh, Yeah, they did. Oh. They did? I don't remember. I was two months ago. I think they did. Oh. No. He was walking around your neighborhood and... uh, Uh, the other attacking animal is the coyote. Yeah, yeah, he was captured. Uh, uh, remember near the Brentwood uh, Country Club? Oh, that's right. That's right. That day. Yeah. That day. Yes. What they do with it? Um, we don't know, huh? They they uh, they captured him in the backyard of a home. He was running out of the bushes and toward the golf course. And um, they shot him twice with tranquilizer darts, and they took him away in a pickup truck. Uh, it had not been collared or tagged, but was released into eventually into the Angeles National Forest. See? Oh, it's going to come back! All right, so he's 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 probably got a tag and a number it's now. Chomp down on John's dog, John's dog and cat. Yeah. Now <laughs> the other creature that's causing a stir is the coyotes. The one that uh, tackled that uh, toddler in front of her family's home in Woodland Hills has been captured and killed. Sorry, Deborah Mark, that one went down over the weekend. I know. This happened back on December 3rd. The video was seen around the world. The father's unloading the family car. And uh, well, the video must be coming from like the ring doorbell at the front of the house. And suddenly you can see the coyote knock the little girl down and begin to drag her away. He runs over and chases the coyote away. I think he threw a bottle of water at it. He kind of came back for a second, looked, and then left. And they had saliva. On the little girl, because uh, the girl had to be treated for bite. They had DNA, so they knew they had the right, they said they got the right coyote, and they killed it. No trial. A coyote needed a defense attorney. The coyote has, oh, there have been at least, oh, no, there have been at least seven recorded coyote attacks on people this year. I thought this particular coyote had attacked seven people. That's an unusual number. Yeah. That seems like a high There's number. There's something going on with the coyotes. Now, what's the story you blared out over the weekend? Uh, killed two dogs in the backyard? Two family dogs in the backyard of a Granada Hills home. Yeah. The deadly attack captured on security cameras. It was another chihuahua. Yes, they let three chihuahuas into the backyard, and then the coyotes made their move. Oh, my God. So this was a pack of coyotes up against a pack of chihuahuas. Well, that's not much of a match. Uh, Doug Wynn. Said when my daughter came back, started screaming, they ran in this direction or over the wall. Wow. It was only a few minutes that the Chihuahuas were uh, outside. They were hiding in wait. They were stalking them. I know. They're awful with that. See, the, the, uh, they figured out that the Chihuahuas are out there this time every day. Oh, was, look at that. It was about daybreak, and I guess they let the dogs out first thing in the morning. To uh, go out and run around and do their business. The coyotes track their movements. Yep, yep. They, they did uh, some surveillance, and they realized that's a good time to gobble down. Wow, they're smart. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they are known to hunt and pack. They wolves hunt and pack. But to know, to think about, okay, they're going to come out. You know, I'm going to. We're going to wait. I don't. Know. It's that's just. It's scary. It really is. I I don't know how I feel anymore because there are so many attacks. Well, because the little dogs are getting eaten. Is Chihuahua taste better to a coyote? Why so many Chihuahuas are because they're red? so little. Mm. Yeah, I guess it they're does. Easy to grab. Yeah, one little, uh, one yeah. little crunch. They they can do. It's it's a one bite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then you got another. Deborah was like bombarding Ken and I with coyote stories and videos all weekend. Picture of a coyote perched on a fu- on a fence, looking around. You could see him surveying the area. He could look uh, into several backyards, oh, trying man. to find a loose uh, dog or cat. Put this They're on. Coming me. for your dogs, Deborah. Mark. I'm so scared. You know what they make? They make these vests that you put on dogs that have. It almost looks like these spikes that are they're oh. they're anti coyote vests, something like that. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking about getting those for my dogs because if a coyote comes and tries to grab the dog, right, yeah. it's going to grab yeah, the spikes. You better your dog pepper spray probably won't work as well, right? You better wear one too. I'm I telling know, you. I may have to buy one for myself. The th- can you imagine the three of us walking the neighborhood with yeah. these ridiculous Actually, vests? I could imagine you doing that with your dogs. <laughs> Well, now I'm I'm scared, I, but I never let my dogs go outside unattended ever. But I don't know if a coyote would be afraid of me if I because I do. I let my dogs out every morning before I go to if, work. If at you night, were a coyote, but I'm with them. If you were a coyote, would you be afraid of you? Yeah, <laughs> you would. The coyote, the coyote would stop and laugh. <laughs> it's like your kidney lady. <laughs> you think there's something going on with the coyotes that they're I doing? I do. This. It's crazy. Seems like in bigger numbers lately. Yeah. Well, they're they're just not afraid of people. That's the problem. They're just not. And people, I know that there have been people in the hills feeding coyotes. Mm. And so, yeah. when you're doing that and you're 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 treating them as a, a pet, they they don't they're not afraid of you anymore. Well, they're not that, afraid that, of people. That's your side. You got to talk to them. I. I I'm going to get a bullhorn, and I'm going to go walking around the neighborhood and, and tell everybody. It just amazes me, though, how many dogs, pe- that people leave their dogs outside at yeah. night. I hear them. I know that there's nobody home, and yeah. I just want to scream out my window, you idiots, oh, what are I, you doing? No, I hear them, too, because it, it, if, if, if their bark gets through the walls, then our dog starts barking. Exactly. Just standing in the living room, right. he starts barking. He's like, what are you barking at? And then you, you pick up the distant... Uh, the distant neighbor dog. I mean, can it be that some people really have no clue about the coyote problem, that the coyotes are attacking your, your, attacking your pets? Always, always bet on people having no clue about anything. Yeah. I, I it looks like it's bad news to live in one of these hills places. Woodland Hills, Granada Hills. Yep. That's yeah. where coyotes like to hang out. I know. Oh, by the way, this just in, no verdict in the Harvey Weinstein trial. Still? Still. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good story. What are they going to be? Turnips, John? Rutabagas? <laughs> I wonder, wonder. This jury is uh, not going anywhere. No. I think they did pass the New York jury, which was 26 hours. I think they're past that in terms of yeah. deliberation time. They got, uh, they got people who don't like the actresses. They could be. There's a holdout there or two yeah. that doesn't like the women, the four Jane Doe's. Yeah. All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 4 o'clock, it's official. A state of emergency has been declared in Los Angeles because of homelessness. Do we have any uh, alarms, sirens, anything to signify the state of emergency? Yeah, get some together. We don't want to keep everybody on alert when it's a state of emergency. Where's the classic where you're screaming in the middle of it? I love that one. Uh, Remember Clay made that one for you? Yes. I don't know. I haven't heard it. There we go. There we go. It sounds like you're rather alarmed. That's... <laughs> it does. It's perfect. You fit that right in there with me. that sound. That is you. What? Play it again. That is you. You didn't know that? That's you. Oh, in the background. Yes. Oh. Yes, you're right. That is me. Yeah, that was taken from one of your rants one day on the air. <laughs> well, I was upset about something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I think it was Hi. the time that defense attorney yeah, defense tried to say attorney. that his client, the Ma- sex assaulter, was not as bad as others or something. Yeah, Manny Medrano, yeah. Oh, yeah, you just you just completely <laughs> lost it on the air that day because, what, he gave uh, his special cookies so to the kids. I've right? been repurposed as the homeless emergency alarm. Now, there you are. Okay, we recycle here. All right, so Blake Trolley covered the story. Karen Bass declaring a state of emergency. <clears throat> we'll play it for you. Coming up after 4 o'clock, Well, last week, one of the big stories was the prisoner exchange. The WNBA star Brittany Griner is back in the United States, and she was exchanged one for one with the merchant of death, Victor Boot, who's a Russian arms dealer. He went to trial in 2011 in New York City, convicted on terrorism charges. He was supposed to remain in prison until the year 2029, but he's a free man. Mm. First thing he did was he joined one of Putin's ultra-nationalist parties. And then he went on RT, Russian television. Oh, wow. So this is the first interview with the Merchant of Death. What does the Merchant of Death sound like? It was conducted by Maria Butina, a Russian spy who was expelled from the U.S. in 2019 after she herself spent more than a year behind bars. So Russian television is a spy interviewing a murderous arms dealer. That's right. Man, they got better late-night TV than we do, don't you think? <laughs> you wouldn't see that in America. So he opines on a, quite a few topics. Uh, let's see what we have in this clip. No. Do you hate America? No. You know, in fact, I'm knowing many inmates. I figure out we're sharing way more common. Maybe America is... Very much similar. Look, it's the same size. They have a, it's the same kind of this. And when you talk to them, there is nothing there even to beef about. We are naturally, you know, born not to be enemies. And whenever there's conflict, it's elites. You know, every, you know, American I met in a prison who is from rural area was very easy to deal with. He has no problem with Russia. And he was curious about Russia, despite all propaganda. They're losing their Christian values. They're losing their families. They're losing literally their countries. It's not anymore the same country. We knew America, who used to be a model for entire world and lead and be an example, you know, like they say, a shiny town on the, you know, sparkling town on a hill. And this is, of course, pity. It was a strong country who was really a, you know, industrial might, you know, this one. And look, for 30, 40 years, deindustrialization, drug problem, crime waves. Mm. You can understand, and I feel more empathy to American after this experience than I would feel any hate. Oh my God, the merchant mm. of death is feeling sorry for us. He is. We're in such a bad state here. He's probably... What he said? Listen to this. In America right now, there is reverse racism. To be a normal white person who wants a family, who wants children, who wants to love is very difficult. Yeah. Ooh. And he says, look what they did to the so-called participants of the armed insurrection on January 6th. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> he went off on transgender rights. Wow. He really went. Oh, I guess yeah. wait, he spent a lot of time in prison just watching the news and reading all this stuff. Well. Well, he talked about the high crime in San Francisco, Chicago. There is a crowd that loves Putin here in America. And when I was trying to figure out what their angle was, it was that 
Putin doesn't put up with things like transgender rights and and that whole agenda. And so, no, he doesn't like wokeness. No, no, he doesn't. He's not. He's yeah. He's anti woke. And so there's some uh, some guys here in America who's going, hey, you know what? I'm with Putin. Instead of the uh, woke weenies we have running our place. Well, it sounds like Victor Poot is from the same. Uh, yeah. The same th- oh philosophy. He's feeling yeah, sorry yeah. for us. Yeah, you heard that party felt sorry for us. It's, uh, this it's is not empathy. the America we used to be. Used to, yeah, used to be strong. Yeah. It's like he complained about American prison food, lamenting his inability to uh, access garlic or fresh herbs. See, Deborah Mark, he likes vegetables. <laughs> oh, gee, I'm he so happy to hear He couldn't get fresh herbs. That. Yeah. Something in common. That's prison right. food is probably just a lot of sloppy meat all mixed together with potatoes. Oh, it, what, what, what is that thing they made in Arizona? The loaf? The loaf, right? The That's loaf. all the leftovers baked right. together. Baked together, and they grind it up into, and it's 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 it's, it's made up of, um, I, I guess, every possible food that uh, hit the floor. Right. They scoop it up and make a big gooey uh, loaf out of it. All right. Oh, look at this breaking story. What? Sam Bankman-Fried has been arrested in the Bahamas. The oh, FTX guy. Yeah. No kidding. That's just happening now. Yes. <laughs> Well, we wonder if this is going to turn into a criminal case at some point. He's supposed to testify tomorrow, right, for, to Congress? But uh, I understand he was going to do it remotely. Yeah, he's been staying in the Bahamas because uh, he thought he had uh, legal protection there. Guess, I uh, guess he didn't. I wonder. I guess the, the Bahamas government arrested him. I don't know. We'll find out. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app and Deborah Mark live in the twenty four hour KFI newsroom. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. 
Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.